Welcome to the third Thursday of the month, the final month of 2021. That means it's time to embark on your third act. Hi, I'm Liz Solar, in studio with Rebecca Moore from In a Nutshell Consulting and Diana Place from Third Act Quest. On these third Thursdays of the month, the three of us talk about the joys, challenges, opportunities, and gifts of our life's third act and beyond. Today, we focus on the subject of gifts. So, ladies, good to see you, or more specifically, hear you. So, there are the gifts that we're born with, the gifts we develop through work and practice, the gifts we share and bestow upon others, and the gifts we receive from others. The subject of gifts is in keeping with the season of giving and the season of light. It's also a great follow-up to Rebecca's interview on gratitude last month with Emily Otterman. So, let's get into it. Rebecca, Diana, let's talk about our gifts, what we get, what we give. So we're going to start this one off with Diana. Diana? (laughs) Well, I would love to. I think, first of all, I think it's a gift um, for all of us at this time in our lives, especially as we, um, we understand the types of friendships we need to fill us and to be a place where we feel safe and happy and supported. And so I want to thank you all for the gift of your friendship first. And I I really, especially at this time of year, I know we all focus on sort of the values that we've really held on to through our whole lives and have stayed the strongest. And this interesting graph is popping in my head. So I hate to get clinical, but I read this, um, this man does this program about value graphics and relationships, family and friends are at the very top, no matter who you are, where you are, how old you are, where you live. And so that to me is just one of the greatest gifts that I think I realize not just time of year, but, but I just want to say one thing that has struck me most recently after the pandemic, that my biggest gift, I think, is perspective. And that means the ability to understand from all we go through and all I've been through, that it really has given me a clearer perspective about what's important in my life. So that probably, if I was going to have to pick one, I think there, there are lots I'm feeling right now, but I think, I think that's really it for me. Well, I guess, I guess in this season that we're in right now, meaning the holiday season, people get all confused about gifts and there's the ethereal and then there's the tangible gift giving (laughs) and and I think that the best gifts, when you're talking about a tangible gift, is a gift that's been given with a gesture of true love and appreciation. It's not like a transaction, mm. you know. It's basically something where you receive something from someone that shows how much they know you, truly know you, mm. and appreciate you, Um and are grateful for you. So to me, that's like the tangible. And if, if you weave that into the gifts that you're born with <laughs> mm. that are bestowed upon you by what is it? You know, is it God? Is it your genes? Whatever. But there's certain things, gifts that each of us have that we kind of knew when we were young and we kind of lose, they get buried. And I think that is what 
this third act is all about. And that is kind of coming back to the gifts that you come naturally to you that throw your hair back. (laughs) Um, And then also using your gifts to give to others, to support others, and also to, to acknowledge and truly see others. So that's to me, the gifts bestowed and gifts given but that's that's what came to mind when you asked the question, Liz. <laughs> um, uncovering, rediscovering, or um, unleashing who you really are and your God-given talents and your your ways of being in the world and shedding all of the layers of perceived responsibility or identity. I sort of say it's like a time for unmasking yourself or, mm-hmm. or sort of finding yourself, coming home to yourself again. So thanks, Rebecca. I love that. It's very much on my mind because I just wrote a, a post about um, a blog about, I, I've called it Unfinished Business, Cultivating Your Masterpiece Years. So it's really all about finding, you know, in this time of our lives, you know, that we are finite beings. So it's of paramount importance to really figure out what your gifts are and um, take action to, mm. to, to basically be the driver in your life to find fulfillment and, and be fruitful. And part of that is acknowledging other people and, giving your gifts to other people and accepting gifts from other people. Which is really difficult. I find that we can often be really magnanimous and generous towards other people, not often towards ourselves. And sometimes it's someone is offering us something, perhaps it's help or an opinion, and we're reticent to take it, either feeling undeserving or I don't need help and I'm self-reliant. Both of you perhaps have had some experience with that. How does that mm-hmm. play out? And, uh, you know, I know you both work with clients in terms of getting them to do the things for themselves that they might not without a little bit of a nudge. Let me let me say something is it not necessarily directly answering your question about, you know, working with a client. But um, to me, each of us has varying degrees of being able to accept gifts from others. Not, you know, not, you know, how many times you get a a beautiful physical gift, you go, oh my gosh, I don't deserve that. But we also tend to do that with, um, you know, the generous offers of help and support over time. And I do think a lot of it comes back from early programming of, you know, uh, perhaps feeling not not deserving and good enough. And it it takes a lot for some of us to be able to receive. Um, For me, it wasn't until I was sick a few years ago that I really was able to, you know, set myself down, open myself up and say, okay, help me. Because I always felt like receiving or needing help or support from others was a sign of my own weakness and um, inability. So, Again, that is a gift of our lives at this time. By this time, if you're hitting your 50s plus, you, you've, you've been through a lot. You've been through enough times where you would not have been able to emotionally or maybe even physically survive without receiving support and help from others. You bring up something, Diana, that is 
everybody is going to have something. What you know, nobody leaves this world alive. You know, nobody escapes unscathed. So, yeah. all of us have had some kind of a heartache at some point in life. Once we get to this point, do you look back on that time, that low time, and as you're going through it, I'm not sure you can realize it, but do you look at that particular setback as the gift? Absolutely. Absolutely. How about you guys? I mean, absolutely. I, 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 sometimes people think I'm a little strange to say that, but yeah, I do. I heard, <laughs> I heard a great quote about just that um, a couple of weeks ago, and it's by this guy named Ken, Ken Hondo, who talks about happy oh, money. Yeah. And he said, sometimes gifts come in ugly brown paper packages. <laughs> I loved that because at the time, something seems so awful. And then you realize how much you've grown through that, that difficult struggle. And it's, it helps you shed light on something that is, well, truly, truly life-changing, even though it has been painful. So it's interesting. Yet, so the ability to see things that don't appear to be gifts. And I don't want to say like, oh, you know, there's always a silver lining, you know, not, it's more, huh, what did I learn from that? And I I actually just had um, a client who, you know, it's one of the things that you need to do uh, when you're working with people is help them see how far they've transformed, you know, Mm. what the changes have been since you started to work for them. Cause they, they forget. They're like, oh yeah, I'm, I am, you know, this is how I am now. It's like, well, how were you six months ago? It's like, wow, okay, I have changed. I have, that was, that was really a gift. <laughs> yeah, you know? this is, this is, um, I love, I love the Ken Honda quote, and I use a different kind of um, metaphor for the tragedies or the painful moments in my life, I call them lightning strikes. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes because they stop me in my tracks and a, a direction I'm going, that's not really for me. But the metaphor that I found looking at lightning that I love, that's sort of like your paper bag um, uh, reference is that when lightning strikes sand, it turns the sand into beautiful crystals so it's like so it's a it, you know the 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 idea of a, a horrible painful moment or event in your life as as really catastrophic feeling mm-hmm. inevitably can be beautiful and knowing that and 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 experiencing that just like i think we're all experiencing the pandemic is going to give us all such a better perspective uh, it, it is all about perspective and it's all about there's this subtle um, juxtaposition of not having any expectation. So I think of the best gifts are when you give a gift to someone and, you know, they're not expecting it. Uh, my family mm. has this awful habit of like giving wish lists. It's like they kind of expect <laughs> me to get those things kind of takes the joy out of it, you know. But so this this um, juxtaposition of not expecting anything, but when something good happens that you realize that that was a gift. So in other words, you're Mm -hmm. open to gifts, but you don't expect them. 
It's well, you don't make the tax deductible donation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, the, the kindest things are the things that we don't have to advertise. And there seems to be some back padding, you know, from individuals who say, I did this wonderful thing. It's like, well, can you do that and not tell everybody or not take credit for that idea? And that, I mean, that's true. True generosity That's not is not from the heart, right? <laughs> well, it's doing it. It's doing it behind the scenes, and you know there are such rewards for going public with things. So to hold that and do it just because, just because, you know, the kindness of our hearts, or are we trying to pay something forward? We don't care if we are an unsung hero. So that you know, we have to check our motivation for that gift giving. And I think that you brought up something really rich, Rebecca. And I, I just want to follow up about your dealing with clients who don't really see the progress they make and don't appreciate the gift that it is, because part of accepting your gift is, you know, and you know, don't hate me for the pun, is being present. Mm-hmm. And if we're not present, we can't appreciate the the good things that are happening to us. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're really on board with the bad things that are happening. But as the good things are happening and the small wins mm-hmm. and so much of our work is, OK, so what kind of progress are we, we making today? The progress over perfection and to not accept that really puts us at a disadvantage inside our own skin. But, you know, they see the progress and they they kind of forget what, you know, um, machinations, is that the right word? But, you know, all the the evolution that occurred to get to the point that they are. Isn't it also too, because one of the non-gifts of our life is this perfectionist. So it's, it's almost like I find with myself as a, as an entrepreneur that I will make a a, what would be outwardly seen as great progress and the steps but it's not this, you know, so mm-hmm. that, yeah. that, that sort of, so one of the gifts I think we can give each other as friends or, you know, in your work with different people and through this podcast too, Liz, is the ability to see um, your own gifts and the ability to acknowledge and not compare yourself to, to everyone. So I see that as, um, part of the gifts of what we give in our lives to each other and supportive of each other. Um, and I, I, I believe in my heart that women go through different phases of how they interact with each other. And there are phases of our lives starting at an early age where we're always competing in some way with each other and we form tight friendships. But it really seems to me, at least from my perspective in our 50s, we really were all about galvanizing and supporting each other in a totally different way. Um, So I find that a a gift of this time too. I I would say, so what did you call it? A non-gift? I would would add to the list of non-gifts are... um, programming that we have to do everything ourselves, you know, that we are the only people, you know, responsible for any of our progress. No, (laughs) I mean, no, (laughs) that's so not true. Like we will move faster and with more joy with others and to be able to accept that help is a gift too. you know, accept that you don't know everything and that, you can evolve. Amen. Change. Yeah. 
Here's a gift that I think that we've all received, and perhaps it's even more germane to younger generations. You know, women have paved the way, um, you know, some slightly older than we perhaps, to create a world where women have more possibilities. So, Mm -hmm. for example, you know, I got into broadcasting and they're like, oh, we already have a girl. (laughs) <laughs> I'm a grown woman. We already have a girl. So, so, so I got the, the, oh, we already have a receptionist. Exactly. Oh, I, got, I got the women will never buy gifts online. We've opened in part of it. And I'm going to take a little responsibility or a little credit for this, having raised two young men who are pretty feminist in, really? in their views and, and, and with feminist women. And by that, I mean, you get to determine whatever you are. Like you don't, you don't need to go by someone else's playbook. You create your playbook. I think what's happened is before there was this artificial limitation on what we could do to share who we are. And now there are fewer. So we're not having to, com- we don't feel that, um, you know, it's human nature to compete, to compare but I don't think that there is much pressure on younger women to feel like, oh, well, there are so limited opportunities. I really have to be competitive with somebody. There's much more collaboration. So it's a gift that we have passed down, I think, both men and women. And it's one that is being shared among younger generations. So I I feel like that's a way of like what you spoke about last month, Rebecca, is gratitude and the, the passing things down through generations. I think there's a great responsibility, but a huge opportunity for us, you know, to do more collaboration, Um, you know, not, as you say, not just with us over 50 in our third act, but, but intergenerationally, I think there's so much we can learn from each other and um, so much. I, I, I just tuned into this fabulous, there's a group um, called the third act um, that's launching. Um, You know, I, I was like, okay, what is this? It basically is this brilliant idea for gathering together people. This is for people over 60 that want to become activists to to help solve some of the problems of our world. And a lot of the ways they will do it brilliantly is intergenerationally. So talk about a gift for both sides of that partnership. So I found that very exciting to see too. It should be actually the third activist. (laughs) Let's tell them we should rebrand that. (laughs) But let me just say, this was the first thing, my sort of 80s mindset when I saw the third act. I'm like going, oh, no, I'm third act quest. What are they? I was like, oh, my gosh, they are in, you know, so my first was a little competitiveness left over from the 80s. And then in and I turned it into like this. Oh, my God, how exciting to see such a upswelling of people's desire to give of themselves, of their passion, of their vision. And he said it this way, too. Before we leave this earth, we have things to do. Yes. And I loved that. That's yeah. a good segue back to the original question, because, you know, before we leave this earth, wouldn't it be a pity to not use your gifts, you know, to your your greatest capacity? Yeah. That's why embark on your third act is so is so important. <laughs> right. And we tend to hang back a little as we get older. You know, I'm not feeling relevant. What do I have to give? And, you know, who was it? Ben Franklin, who said, you know, don't hide your talents. Um under a shade, 
the sundial does no use if you if you hide it. So, you know, it's a real, you know, clarion call for us to get out there to mix, you know, mix with all types of people. And this this time I feel as crazy as things have been in the last several years, it only really goes forward. Yeah. You know, and I do think it it bends towards justice. These are ways that we can really get involved. And it's a very exciting thing for people of a certain age to feel like they really do have something to give and able to put it into action. Yeah. Amen to that. I I think typically what I see when I work with people, mainly, you know, in their 60s as they're encountering either forced or deciding to um, jump um, and retire in some way, you know, the model that we've we've learned over many decades of generation has been oh okay so i you know i can step back i and 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 the culture has us believing we don't have as much to give anymore you know i don't want to get into ageism but it's an emotional impact on people is is as you just said is that you know i don't have anything to give when in fact it's the inverse it is actually the inverse and it, it really is about Having people able to, I use this word unleash. I've been reading it a lot in this book. I've been reading, but unleash themselves into the world. Like, this is who I am and this is what I want and this is how I want to live. So, talk about a gift to be able to unleash yourself into the world and give forward. I got an invitation from. So, I have a funny little story to share that's pertinent, but you can feel free to cut it out, Liz, if it's. <laughs> If it's getting too long. But I just got an invitation from a friend of mine yesterday who invited me to volunteer for SCORE, which stands for Service Corps of Retired Executives. I had to kind of chuckle and laugh. And I, and I, I responded to him, first of all, I'm not retired. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> making up for, for uh, the decade that I spent volunteering unpaid for the PTA and being a stay-at-home mom and doing all these community activities. And uh, I'm already volunteering for the uh, Historical Society, uh, the Chamber of Commerce in town. And um, yeah, I have paid clients. <laughs> One of the things I wrote in a, in a piece I just sent is uh, sent out was that to some of us, retirement is sort of turning into a dirty word because <laughs> to retire is to step back. Where, like I can say I can leave a job or I can shift and make a transition. But like, man, don't tell me I'm a retiree. I, I plan on working for the rest of my days doing what I love. And if I'm not doing what I love, I'll shift it. So, yeah, there's a gifts given. There are gifts bestowed on us. And let's use them. And, you know, there are times in our lives where we can um, provide this gift and also be compensated for it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a gift that we have. And it's a, you know, it's, it's powerful. We've got decades of experience to offer. And in some cases, it can be, you know, offered volunteer. And uh, in other cases, it's, it's our, you know, it's our genius. And, and it's valuable. And there's no zero sum about that, Rebecca, because sometimes we do certain things professionally because it is an innate gift. 
Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that we can segment it and say, well, I'm only going to do this on the job, but you know, I'm off the clock now, so I don't have to share that. I think it's something that is born within us and we naturally share it. And I think when we are able, when we're able to monetize it, it means that really is the gift. We get to decide, okay, yes, a certain portion of, of my gift and my experience, I will offer pro bono. And, but this is my, this is my life's work. <laughs> Yeah. So going forward, you know, Rebecca and Diana, we're going into 2022. And what are you thinking about what gifts you're either going to use in your professional or personal life? What gift you might bestow or, you know, what gift you can give? Or I guess gift is the same thing. What what gift do you want to receive in the new year? And you can pick any of those or none of those. That's a great big question. I will start with an I will start with an easy one because there's a lot I want to give. I mean, I, you know, my work, you know, inspiration and sort of, you know, as I say, open, having people open up or come home to who they are and sort of live their beautiful lives is sort of what I want to give to people as they age. Um, But the other is, what do I want to receive? And I want to receive quite honestly, more calm and peace in my life. If this is something to receive, it's like, I want to shed actually the perfectionist in me that I, that I, that keeps battling with everything I try to do. So if, if I can sort of push perfectionism out and bring in gifts of peace and calm, I'll be a happy woman. Love yeah. it. Rebecca, what about you? So my goal in 2022 is to give as much insight, clarity, lightness to, and encouragement to pretty much everyone I meet, whether it's a client or my kids or, you know, my friends, um, that lights me up and to receive is, is, um, I think the same. I mean, it's, I, I want to surround myself with people that are really forward thinking and are hopeful and are are using their best abilities. And yes, I want to receive encouragement as well for what I'm doing, that I'm on the right track. Well, you have both been a gift in my life. I wish you both the calm, peace, joy, mm-hmm. love, and all the goodies that you can handle now and in the new year. And uh, thanks Thank for coming you. out to play. Thanks, Liz. Thank you, dear Liz. Fun. You, yes. And, and, <laughs> To say exactly what you said right back to you. What a gift it has been this year to get to know you. And thank you, Rebecca, for introducing us. I'm looking forward to uh, 2022. Bring it on. And that's a wrap on 2021 Embark on Your Third Act. Many thanks to Diana Place and Rebecca Moore. If you like what you hear, find something that resonates or provokes further conversation. Share this episode with a friend. Tell your people about it, and please subscribe. Next week, we speak with Arielle Noble, a filmmaker who has produced a series called Belonging in the USA. In these times of discord and speaking over or at rather than with each other, Arielle and I will discuss what it means to belong and what kindnesses we can extend to each other to make our world a little more human in all the best ways. In the meantime, I'm Liz Solar. Thanks for listening.